welcome back to the Six Out Culture Podcast. We are joined by special guest Adriano Donardo from the Culture Guys. Also, Daniel Prochera here as well, like always. Adriano, how are you? Not bad, guys. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. I'm still super pumped after uh, after uh, Belgium, Italy, and uh, I can't wait to, to talk uh, talk culture with you guys. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. You know, we've been waiting to have you on, and what better time than uh, now? You know, after a big win against the first ranked team. In, uh, That's it. In the world. So, yeah, great to have you on. And before we get started, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the culture, guys, and, yeah, what team you support and all that. Oh, man. Uh, wow. Uh, so uh, if anybody does listen to us or has seen me on Twitter or our, or our page on Twitter uh, and just on social media, um, I'm a Milan fan, uh, always have been, always will be. Uh, but the national team is just, uh, you know, just another thing uh, for myself and uh, for the three of us as the culture guys. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, the national team brings us so much joy. Uh, we come from Italian descent, so uh, we show our pride uh, with the national team. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, guys, uh, I think uh, for my generation, your guys' generation, you know, our, you know, generations in uh, alike, um, you know, 06 is uh, probably the biggest and best uh, moments of our lives uh, in terms of, you know, the Azzurri. And, um, well, today is July 4th, so it's, it's 15 years, guys, since yeah. uh, since <laughs> Italy, 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 Germany, right? So uh, definitely, uh, definitely celebrate uh, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've uh, been a Milan fan, uh, you know, early days as well, uh, growing up uh, here in Montreal. And uh, yeah, we uh, I'm part of a trio uh, that has a podcast as well. I said, yeah, podcast as well. Uh, it's the Cultural Guys. And uh, yeah, we're just a weekly uh, you know, cultural show that uh, we kind of like you guys, you know, we share our opinions. We have different teams that we support. Uh, but when it comes to the national team, we all come together and uh, we always want the best uh, for the Azui. Yeah, definitely. And I recommend everyone who's listening to go check it out. I really do watch every episode. I really like your content and your Appreciate podcast. Uh, myself and Daniel were on it. We got the chance to come on. And yeah. uh, I got to share my uh, 06 story. Oh, <laughs> and you guys enjoyed that one. Story. Yeah, legendary story. <laughs> And I remember when I was on it too, I was telling my story about the old six and like just how I became a Napoli fan as well. And they <laughs> yeah. mentioned too, like how like your woke up story and I, I just felt like I was speechless because I like my story couldn't be topped. Like that story couldn't be topped. Uh, so it was just a uh, very, very well story. Uh, it was fun to be on uh, the podcast with you guys as well, the cultural guys. So please go check them out if you guys haven't already. They're awesome guys, all three of them. And uh, yeah. They're just awesome guys and very, very passionate for their clubs and also the uh, Azuri, we should say. Appreciate yeah. you guys. And uh, before we get into Azuri talk, uh, we want to quickly mention we got two Dinardos in here, Adriano <laughs> Dinardo and uh, you know, obviously for Chez, uh, last name's Dinardo as well. So Dinardo Beautiful. take over this episode. Paisans <laughs> today. Yeah. Paisans, there you go. <laughs> They finally uh, got to meet up and a collab here, so the world's going to stop for a couple seconds when it <laughs> drops. And they also share Allegri, too. Coach Allegri. And uh, Coach Juve. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, with Zuri, obviously, uh, Adrian, I'm sure you've been enjoying yourself. It's been a great tournament, great run so far, and it's not over yet. Who's been your standout player so far? Wow, wow. So, I mean, guys, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an exciting time, right? Uh, with the Azzurri, uh, you know, everybody coming together, um, you know, for the national team has been so, so great to see, uh, not only in, 
you know, our city here in Montreal. I, I see you guys in Toronto out there. You guys are partying it up hard and just uh, every fan, you know, across the world, right? So um, in terms of standout player, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, and it depends, you know, like when we're talking, like, you know, group stage, um, you know, we obviously saw, uh, I think everybody, I don't know if anybody really anticipated this, but I mean, Spinozola, uh, for me was fantastic. Um, you know, our, our thoughts, our prayers are with him for his a speedy and a safe and a good recovery after, you know, that devastating, uh, Achilles injury that he picked okay. up against Belgium. But, um, you know, I think he was one of the standout players throughout the group stage. Obviously, Locatelli made a bit of a name for himself uh, in the group stage uh, as a whole. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've liked what Insigne has brought uh, to the table. I've liked what Barella has brought to the table. Um, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple names, guys. Like, it's, it, it's not just one standout yeah, player tough. for me. Uh, it's a tough question, but uh, in, in short, I guess, you know, just our group as a whole. Uh, we've said it from, top, from the beginning. Uh, even before the tournament started, you know, this group uh, has been so special, uh, not only, you know, in the tournament, but in the qualifying and just, you know, every everything, guys. It's been it's been a fantastic group, uh, group effort. Everybody fights for each other. They love each other. And, and, and you can see it. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to say, you know, those names that I mentioned, um, obviously, our defense has been good. Uh, Jujo has been fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's more than just one player. I think when you speak about the Azzurri. No, yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's been a big team effort and uh, a lot of guys have stepped up in different ways and at different times during this whole tournament run. So yeah. And like you said, Jeep Joe's been incredible. Like, wow. Like, especially yeah. in Belgium, that was insane. Yeah. yeah. Especially the save he made at the, the Bruyne when the Bruyne yeah. blasted yeah. it. And I, to be honest, I thought it might, it had a good chance of going in, uh, in my opinion. I thought I was so scared when I saw it left his foot, but G. Joe made a huge save and he, he's been, when he hasn't done a lot this tournament, but when he was, when he's called upon, he stepped up to the task. Exactly. And he's yeah. been very good. Uh, so Adriano, we, we're going back to the Belgian match. Uh, can we just get your opinions on the, the match and how you think, uh, the Azuri played and do you think, uh, this could carry over to uh, the semifinals against Spain. Uh, well, first off, let's hope it, it carries over yeah. to, uh, to to the semifinals <laughs> against Spain because because uh, we need it, guys. Uh, but in terms of the match, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was excited. I mean, I think everybody was excited uh, to to maybe I don't know how how I want to say this, but maybe to finally kind of silence the critics a bit. You know, the the haters, if you wanna, if if you will. Um, you know, and nobody's taking Italy seriously. And, uh, you know, it, it was about time that I think we showed the world that, uh, you know, we're, we're here and we're ready to take over. So, um, you know, Belgium, no pushover of a, of, of a nation, uh, no pushover of a team. They have fantastic players. Uh, I know people, you know, want to, want to say, oh, their defense is this. They're, you know, they have, you know, not all their players are fantastic, but guys, they, they got some, they got some world class players on that, on that team. Uh, you know, we see Romelu Lukaku, uh, in the Serie A, uh, you know, week in, week out, and he's been fantastic, uh, these past two seasons at Inter. So, um, but yeah, in terms of the match as a whole, I, I think personally, uh, Italy dominated, uh, for a good portion of the match. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, it was important that they, that they scored, uh, especially in the first half. You know, we saw against Austria, uh, they, they really, they really, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, thin this out, you know, and, and really uh, it was a grind out win against Austria, right? And, and got us a little bit worried there, but uh, it was good to see them score uh, in the first half. You know, Barella, you know, what can I say? Fantastic player, fantastic awareness, uh, you know, just his ability to, to stay on his feet in the box and take a shot. Uh, but prior to that, even just Verratti's, you know, IQ to take that uh, that free kick uh, quickly, get it up to Immobile, you know, say what you want about Immobile's little antics in the box there. But, you know, he he kind of, <laughs> you know, gets everybody looking and, and uh, you know, Barella <laughs> takes the ball and takes a great, a, a great shot and scores, right? So, um, yeah, you know, that was fantastic. And, uh, you know, again, for me, Fantastic, uh, Lorenzo Insigne. He's been, like I said earlier, uh, one of Italy's uh, leaders, uh, one of Italy's best players. He wears the number ten for us, so it's a, it's a big shirt to wear. And uh, you know, I think he got some criticism in, in games past. Uh, I think he rebounded fantastic. Uh, you know, in the game against Belgium, and you know, we we know it as watching him in the Serie A that you know that that shot from the left hand side you know takes on his right and curls at top corner that's that's like a, a trademark for insigne and uh we saw it again against belgium uh right that they that they say yeah. so yeah <laughs> um you know just uh, i don't know guys i i think you know we did suffer uh you know a bit uh near the end there uh, i think you know obviously belgium was pushing it and and bringing it forward uh finally uh you know i think their defense kind of sat back a lot more uh in the first half if we want to speak about the penalty right before half time, that kind of, you know, uh, pissed some people off and kind of took the mood out of things, um, you know, going into the half time. But I think the team still rebounded well after that incident. Now, if you want to say it was a penalty or it wasn't, you know, that can be up for debate. But um, I think the team, uh, what, what was important is that the team rebounded after that. And, you know, I know they didn't score another goal. I think they should have or they could have at least. Um, but it was it was good that they still kept you know Belgium at bay, and uh, you know at the end of the day, guys, they, they got the job done and uh, we're in the semifinal. So it's it's an exciting time for the Azzurri. Yeah, well said. Uh, for me, uh, I feel like Italy, yeah, they did play very well of the whole match. Uh, very impressed with the way they played, especially against a team like Belgium, where a yeah. lot of people say, "Oh, we can't beat the big teams. We can't play against the big teams." Well, we just bet the world number one. So I don't know what that has to say. Uh, <laughs> for, me, for me, uh, yeah, the team regrouped very well, especially after that questionable penalty, which I had my own opinions and a few other guys had their own opinions on it. Uh, yeah. But Italy, Mancini, he's done a phenomenal job with the group, uh, just getting the group, letting them focus on the task. Because uh, usually teams in the past, and we've seen at this tournament, where one team gets the goal, and then all of a sudden the team leading sits back, panics, and... Uh, the team attacking ends up finding the uh, equalizer, uh, which the Azuri did a very good job of not breaking down, not giving Belgium a lot of chances. Uh, and if they were chances, uh, we cleaned them up very nicely. Uh, so, Franchek, uh just give your thoughts and uh, opinions on the match. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I was a little nervous going into the game, confident as always, though, with the Azuri. Uh Bonucci was wrongfully disallowed of a goal. Uh, it's a shame, uh, Di Lorenzo, it, the way the rule works, it was a little off. But, uh, you know, the line mentality never sleeps. Uh, he kept Belgium at bay. The penalty shot was, um, 
was disappoint disappointing, but uh, we just I think the ref just wanted a close match between Italy and Belgium, and I think that's what uh, we got. Uh, Mancini scared me a little at the end when he took off all of our attackers for defenders because uh, Belgium got a little scrappy goal at the end. I think we would have been finished in extra time, but we held on and uh, we sent Belgium packing home. The, the, everyone said Belgium were the favorites. First they said France were the favorites. Then they got knocked out by Switzerland, but we were in their group, uh, an easy group, a lot of people said. And then we beat Belgium and they're packing, you know. Uh, me and Adriano over here, he's a Milan fan, I'm a Juve fan. But I think there's one thing we have in common. We both hate Inter, and um, that 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 dirty, that that dirty rat on Inter. You know, I think he's a an amazing striker, but you know his mentality isn't all there. I talked about the mentality that is what he needed for this game, and I I think they they proved excellent composure and they were amazing. But there's one player on Belgium who didn't have that mentality. That's Lukaku. You know, it was two nothing down. Uh, he scored a penalty that you know scores a penalty. But good job, congratulations. And uh, he, he picked up the ball, and instead of picking up the ball and saying, come on, and motivating his team, he decided he was going to be cocky and, and shush Donnarumma and shush the Italian defense. I mean, I've never seen a player shush someone after being down in the scoreline at halftime in the quarterfinals of, of an international competition. So I, th- I think it goes to show you the mentality that Inter trains their players to have, a losing mentality. And uh, <laughs> I, I hope uh, he has that picture framed on his wall at home. Yeah, Adrian wow. Pitt already. He's very uh, outspoken. And, uh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that in that little, what it was the two minutes that he was speaking, I, I heard him. Man. Holy shit. Yeah, he's, uh, he does not like Inter at all. We've gotten some comments uh, regarding his opinions okay. on Inter from Inter fans. So I'm sure you enjoyed that one, though. As a new <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, he, he has uh, very strong opinions on uh, Inter. But yeah, for me personally, with the match, um, I thought we played well. Going into it, I was very nervous. I feel like the Spain match, I'll be a little bit more confident heading into it. Belgium, I think, is up to them. You can be as confident as you want, but guys like Lukaku and De Bruyne can create something out of nothing at any moment in the match, so you're always on the edge. Um, when we were up 2 nothing, I was very happy. I was like, wow, this might be 3 4 nothing. Like We're looking really good right now. And obviously, like Adriana, like you said, when that pen happened, I was very... Angered, I was annoyed, I was frustrated. I was like, ah, oh, really, like two nothing. Yeah. We kind of had this one in the bag, and then you're going into yeah. halftime. You got to think about that 15 minutes now while you're making your espresso before the second half. It just <laughs> <laughs> it kills the mood. But yeah, to see uh, how we came out in the second half, continued to play the way we started. And Belgium, I think we were the better team. They had some moments. Doku was uh, murdering us on that left yeah. side there. He was uh, very annoying to watch as an Italy fan and. Whenever he cut in, he kind of looked like he tried pulling off an Insigne like 10 times there, cut in and tried yeah, curl yeah. it. But luckily, uh, his shot's not as good as his pace, and uh, he didn't manage to go in there. But, yeah, overall, it was a great game. They fought hard. They beat the number one, like uh, Prochet said. And, you know, to silence all these doubters feels good. But, you know, our job's not done yet. we still got Spain and a potential matchup against Denmark or England in the final. Yeah. And I said before the Euro started, I don't see this as the – be all end all, you know. I see the World Cup as a Italy team that's gonna be the strongest. We're gonna have Zaniolo back, we're gonna have Pellegrini, uh, hopefully Spina, maybe Moise Keane if he continues to improve. And all these players, Chiesa, Bastoni, all these guys are gonna be one year older, one more year experience, uh, another year just being better. And that World Cup, I think, will be a scary side to 
uh, just play against for other teams. And uh, if we win this Euro, then I think it makes it even scarier. We're kind of essentially we're kids right now, and we're going to win the Euros. So uh, it's great. Well, to I'm, see. I'm, glad, I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I think you know, and you know, you know, it's it was it's been a crazy you know year and a half, almost going on two years. It seems like uh, you know the, with the whole pandemic and everything, and. You know, this tournament was supposed to be last year, right, guys? Like, everybody knows. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think just that it got, you know, postponed to, to this summer, uh, it gave guys, like you mentioned, and, so, you know, uh, some of these younger guys to, to have another year in Serie A or in their respective leagues and and really continue to to improve. And it gave maybe Mancini and, and, and company, you know, more time to, to you know, to, want to get this group to where it is right now. And again, you know, if you know this this tournament is obviously means a lot. Um, you know, the, you know, we haven't we haven't won this uh, in a long time, so it's you know it's one of those things like kind of a bit of a stepping stone maybe. But at the same time, you want to still you know produce in this tournament because again, yeah. it does mean a lot. It is a major tournament, and um, I, I do agree with what you mentioned about you know some of these younger guys, some guys that we're going to get back. The World Cup is you know in about a year, year and a half, whatever it is. And, you know, hopefully we, we produce there as well. But, you know, again, I think it's one tournament at a time. And, uh, you know, I think if this group stays the way it is and this mentality sticks, guys, I think we're in good hands, uh, you know, going forward. Definitely yeah. for a long time. I think, yeah. I think uh, we've been great. We've been pro- uh, proving every single pundit and every single delusional fan out there wrong. Um, but I want to ask you something. <laughs> Before the Euros, before the Euros started, and right now, has your expectations changed? And what are your expectations from the, for the remainder of the Euros for the Azuri? Oh wow! Uh, so that's a good question. I, I mean, uh, you know, before you know, on our show before you know, we previewed everything and and you know where they would finish and uh, you know just talking amongst ourselves, you know, like you know where is where like where is a realistically. Like where do we see realistically this team can 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 go? And I mean, at being at the tournament, you know, uh, not that I know that you know France was gonna get knocked out by Switzerland, but you know, I kind of said we kind of said you know obviously our hearts are for Italy to win, but maybe our brain was for France, you know, to win because they were the favorites and it was kind of just you know the easy homer pick. But seeing that this tournament is has been crazy. Um, and, and, and with Italy, you know, doing so well uh, in the group stage. And that, that was another thing that I think we needed to start off well. You know, we played in Rome, guys, right? You know, we were playing at home uh, with fans for the first time in, 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 in over a year. Uh, I think that gave extra motivation to, to our players, uh, you know, just being at Rome at the, at the Olympico. Uh, you know, it was, it was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, obviously before going into it, we kind of all lean towards semifinals, which we are going to right now. Uh, the only thing I did say was that if they did fall in the in in the quarters, you know, and it was uh, you know good performance, and you know they 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 didn't like you know lay an egg, and they just you know they came out hard, they just didn't have enough. I, I would be able to accept that, but I was always I was always pushing towards at least at least the semifinals because I think this team had it. Uh, you know, we've seen it, you know, from qualifiers into the group stage up until now, this team is a special one, right, guys? And, uh, you know, they have that brotherhood going on. So I think semifinals was always kind of like the uh, the expectation. Now that we're here uh, doing as well as we're doing and just, you know, seeing 
you know, what's been going on in, in, in this tournament, why can't we win this thing? You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 yeah. it's it, we're so close. Um, again, uh, I think it was Francesco that mentioned it, you know, the job's not done. Um, and, uh, that should be the mentality going forward. Uh, you know, we can't take Spain lightly, guys. I, I know it's not Spain of, of, you know, the, you know, late, uh, late 2000s, early 10s, guys, but this is still Spain, right? And this is not a pushover team. You know, this is, this is the semifinals of, 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 of Euro 2020. This is not, you know, Nations League or friendly or, you know what I mean, guys? Like it, the stakes yeah. are so much yeah. higher. And, um, you know, if we're, if we're going to expect that teams are going to, you know, just lay over for us, it, it, that, that, that's out the window, you know? So, um, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a bit superstitious, so I don't really want to say that we're guaranteed going to win the thing, but, um, I think we have a great chance. Uh, I think we have all the tools that we need, um, to, to, to make it happen this year and bring, you know, joy for, you know, for Italians in Italy, Italians abroad, Italians, you know, all over the world. So, um, my only concern is obviously, you know, the Spinozola injury. I, I, you know, I'm just so gutted to see that. I, I, I was totally upset to see that happen. And it was just so sad to see it happen, you know, in, in that game. Uh, he's been one of, if not Italy's best player uh, of this tournament. And um, so I, I'm not sure about, you know, Emerson. Uh, I hope he can, he can do the job. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we should expect him to be at Spinozola level. But if he's able to do his job, and his job only, I, I think we can all accept that. And, um, you know, I think, like I said, guys, I think I had semifinals, but, you know, if we win the whole damn thing, I think that's an added bonus, and I think a lot of people will be happy. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, well said. I think we all had semis as well, I think, when we did our preview, I believe. Most of us did at least. And, yeah, yeah. obviously it's not a set in stone we're going to win this thing. There's Spain, there's Denmark, who have been playing well and respecting Ericsson's honor and playing for yeah. him. And, yeah. They've been doing a great job, and obviously England, uh, you know, Italy and England always have that little, uh, it's always a little tense when they're communicating on social media and all that, so we all have a little rivalry going on, but uh, yeah, it would be great to see that Azuri win this, and I think it's possible. Spain, like you said, they're no pushover, no team's a pushover. I don't care if we're playing Hungary in the next round, it's still not a pushover. Any team can win at any point, like we've seen this whole tournament. Many upsets have been taking place, and I really hope Italy isn't on the wrong end of one. And uh, if we can avoid that, you know, winning the Euro now, going to the World Cup, and like we both mentioned, having one more year of experience, this Azuri side can be something special for many years to come. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just excited for the remainder of the Euros and hopefully get the job done. And Adriano, I know, obviously, like you mentioned, you're a Milan fan. Before we end off, who would be a signing or two that you would like to see Milan make in the summer Mercato? A quick oh question. my God! You know what, guys? <laughs> I've been so I've been so in the Azuri buzz, you know that I'm 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 kind of I put me on a bit on the back burner, but I feel um, you. I you know it's hard it's hard man it's hard to keep up you know we're trying to keep up with with our show with with, with our content on social media with the news with the Azuri who's playing the Euros <laughs> you know it's it's been it's a, a lot going on a, it's a lot going on guys it's a you know Copa America if you follow that guys as well but yeah yeah um, you know it's it's been. It's been an interesting, uh, obviously, end of the season. I mean, obviously, if, uh, you know, all Milan fans, uh, uh, I think, uh, and I hope are excited uh, for next season, um, you know, obviously, ending off the season, finally getting back into the Champions League after so many years out of it is is a big sigh of relief and a big a big joy uh, for Milanisti. Um, you know, obviously, you know, losing, losing Hakan, you know, 
love him or hate him. You know, it's 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 a guy that's in our starting lineup that we need to replace. I've been seeing names flying around. Uh, you know, I just saw it earlier today or yesterday. I don't even remember when it was. You know, Tadic, another name. You know, yeah. um, many people were reporting. You know, different people. You know, James Rodriguez. Uh, you know, this and that. So I don't know. Uh, obviously, you know, Jujo, uh, the whole Jujo situation. Uh, I'm glad that they got that settled way before it it, it it escalated to being really stuck without a starting goalkeeper. They got Mike Magnan, and hopefully he can he can produce. But you know, signings. I mean, we we gotta fix, we gotta fill that that void. Um, you know, in the uh, as like you know our number ten, Trecortista type of type of hack and roll that he's been playing. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it I, like names specifically at this moment. I, I can't really say. Uh, I would really need to 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 look at it at it further. Um, but you know, we need to fill fill that. Uh, we definitely need a, a right winger. Um, you know, I, I think many Milan fans have been have been thinking, you know, maybe uh, you know Domenico Berardi uh, as an as a name that can can possibly fit in there. You know, Sassuolo and uh, you know wants I think quite a bit of a fee for him, so you know we'll see. Um, yeah, I think we need obviously uh, you know another striker. Um, you know, kind of you know vice Ibra as everybody likes to say. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors with Giroud, but I don't know. I think there's going to have to be more than just, you know, Giroud if he does come in. Um, what else? I, I don't know. Maybe a backup left back. Uh, so, again, guys, this is not a it's not a perfect team uh, in no stretch of the imagination. But I think they got a good base. Um, they just need to add some pieces. Uh, you know, I think in almost almost all areas, you know, a bit of an attack, mid, and maybe even a bit in uh, defense. Uh, you know, walking down to Mori, for me, it was huge. Uh, you know, obviously, Maldini working his magic to get that deal done was 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 fantastic. I think he was, for the six months that he was at Milan, you know, he was a fantastic player, standout player. Uh, came out big against uh, Francesco's Juve in that game right at the end of the season there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's it, it's it's a work in progress with this Milan team. Every Milan fan knows that. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not an overnight thing. Uh, so you know we gotta keep on working. Um, you know in the right direction. I think you know Maldini and company have been doing uh, a pretty good job, and it's only up from here, guys. You know this is not. This shouldn't be just like a thing where it's okay. We got into Champions League. Now you know we're gonna just bounce out right away. I, I hope that this team can really fight. I'm not saying they're gonna go all the way or they're gonna do you know things like they've done in the past, but. Just to get those experiences back in Champions League to to qualify for Champions League in year in seasons to come is is really the goal. But yeah, in terms of signings, I think we do need some pieces. But it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see how this how this mercato works. But once you know the Euros is all done, maybe we can we can come you can we can talk back and, and talk a bit more mercato and maybe a bit more Serie A. But for right now, it's it's Forza Italia and, and that's it. Man, definitely, yeah. Well said. You mentioned a lot of. Pieces there are obviously some positions that need to be filled. Obviously, Hakan, Donnarumma. Donnarumma, I think you replaced them perfectly. You got a great keeper. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know too much about Magnan. I mean, I, I can't say, guys. I, I watched, uh, I, I watched Liga. I mean, me, it's a, it's Serie A or nothing. I, I don't really, yeah. I can't really say I watch other leagues. I mean, I pay attention, obviously, in, in Europa League as well and Champions League, but. I don't know. I, I hear that he's he's a good keeper. Uh, he's uh, he seems to have the you know the features and 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 the qualities of, of a good keeper. You know he, he's on the French national team as well, which 
again, if you like the French or don't like the French, uh, it, it still means something, you know, if you're representing your country uh, at the highest of levels. So, uh, yeah, I mean, guys, I'm, I'm excited uh, for next season to start. But like I said, uh, we have to focus on, on the Azzurri right now. It's, it's, it's Azzurri time. Yeah, no, exactly. It's Azuri time. We got two matches, two away from uh, something special. Focus on Spain coming up on Tuesday and hopefully we get the win. Adrian, it's been a pleasure having you on. We've been waiting for this yeah. for a while now. And uh, it's great on. talking to you. Uh, tell the guys, keep up the great work. Uh, we're enjoying the podcast, the content you've been posting on social media. Go check them out. All their links, Adrian's links are all in the description and uh, go show your support to them. Thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate it, guys, and, and, and a big thank you to you, to you guys, uh, you know, for, for the continuous support uh, that you give us. Again, guys, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, it's, it's much love from, from all of us, uh, you know, to all of you, to any of your listeners that might come, come to, uh, come to us. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's all love at the end of the day, right, guys? And, uh, it's, exactly. it's, it's, you know, the cultural community, uh, you know, love it's all it, family. It, 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 it's, it's a big, exactly, it's a, it's a big family and, you know, we're so grateful to be, to have a small part in it. You know, we've made so many great connections like you guys, like yourselves and, and many other people, uh, you know, on social media. If it's just, if they have a podcast, if they just do content, if they write, if they blog, whatever it may be, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all love on our end. And, uh, you know, it just, it's been fantastic. But uh, again, thank you so much. For having me on, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure, and we we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely chat soon. And uh, Forza Italia. Likewise, Forza Italia. Forza. All right, so that was Adriano Donardo from the Calcio guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Uh, I know we did. We've been meaning to have him on for quite a while now. Uh, the Calcio guys are great friends to us. We always keep in touch with them and uh, check out their content. So uh, we'll make sure to do more stuff with them in the future. But now continuing on the talk of Italy, Belgium, Italy, Spain, and just the Azzurri in general, Immobile. He's always been a big talk around the Azzurri ever since he really made his way to the first team. Um, and not in a good way, to be honest. Mostly consistency. Uh, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. Everyone's judging his consistency and the trust in him and just evaluating him as a striker for the national team because club and country is very different. You see players who maybe for the club aren't the best, but for the country to really put it all, all on the line. And uh, they perform well. And sometimes it's vice versa for, uh, the club. They're fantastic. And for the national team, they're really underperforming. So, uh, every player is different. Some can manage to do well in both stages, which is great. Uh, that's what, uh, separates the world class players from class or good players. But Immobile for the national team has been years now. It hasn't been a, a recent thing that's been going on. It's been years now. He's been underperforming. And I'm really starting to get worried now because Austria, okay, I know they're not an easy team to beat, but also their team, I'd expect Immobile to at least perform well in. Like, even though, even if you don't score, at least do other things, and he did not do that against Austria, nor did he do that against Belgium. Against Belgium, I was really hoping he'd step up because that's what we needed, and he didn't. But luckily, Insigne and Barella had wonder goals, and the rest of the team really played well and fought hard on match. Kylian Bonucci were... The Chiellini and Benucci we've seen for years now. They're incredible and the rock of the team. Uh, Spinazzola up until his injury, which we'll get into soon. He was fantastic and really, just really set up, set us up for success the whole tournament, Spina. And then Jorginho at 99% pass accuracy. Um, that's just incredible. Like that's what a stat. And he's been having a great year, Jorginho. And just the whole team, I could go on forever, but all these guys, but Immobile, is a really the only one who hasn't really stepped up at all in this tournament. 
And yeah, I'm really worried right now because going to the Spain match, uh, they also have the similar issue with Morata, but he has been, he hasn't been too bad for the Spain national team. He's been causing problems for other teams and, uh, he's kind of similar to Immobile though, where he does need quite a few chances to get one in. But, um, I actually do prefer Morata as a striker over Immobile. I know it's going to have a lot of controversy there. It's a hot take, but I do prefer Morata to Immobile. And maybe it's because I'm a Roma fan, but, just watching them play, I actually trust Morata more, especially on the international level, at least. So, yeah, I'm, I am concerned. Do we need Immobile to score to win? Not necessarily. We don't have to depend on him. But at the same time, if he's performing well, I do not see any team remaining beating us. Because I have no worries about the left wing, right wing, any other position on the pitch. I have full faith in everyone except the striker spot. He's the final piece. If he can perform... I'm not worried at all because, you know, sometimes Insigne won't score. Sometimes Chiesa won't score. Sometimes the midfield won't score. But you need your striker to be there when that when that, when that happens because they're there for him when he's not scoring. So we're going to need that back at some point in this tournament. And there's two games left. And, you know, we're right there, right there to doing it. So Immobile, please show up against Spain. And honestly, I would bench him. I would put Belotti in. People can say what they want about Belotti. It doesn't matter when, even if Belotti's not scoring, he offers a hundred times more than Immobile. When Immobile doesn't score, he does nothing. He loses the ball and he's lazy, he's moping, making those faces, kind of like we see with Jacko. And he just does nothing for the team at all. Belotti, at least, when we don't have the ball, he presses, he fights, uh, he comes back, he has his amazing tackles, he makes the attack nervous, he holds it up. He's a, Immobile just doesn't do that stuff, and Belotti does, and, if you're going to de- depend on Immobile to really do other things other than score, then I wouldn't expect much from him. If he scores, great. That's what we need him to do, and that'll be fantastic. But if he's not going to score, or at least give him the first half, if you see he's been the same Immobile we've been seeing, put Pelotti in a halftime. Don't hesitate, Manchini. Put him in. But uh, I just want to hear what you guys are saying, uh, Dan and Fritchett. How are you guys feeling about uh, Immobile? Dan, I'll let you start off. Yeah. How, are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, for me, uh, Immobile, for the last two games even, uh, I'm not going to give him the Wales game because he really didn't, pl- he didn't play at all. Uh, for me, he's been underachieving it, uh, in this knockout stage. Uh, these are the two biggest games coming up against uh, Spain, and if Italy uh, do get by Spain, they're in the finals. So these two games coming up. Uh, this game coming up is the biggest one of all the games, and then the finals, if uh, we get to there, hopefully we do. Uh, we need him to perform. We need him to step up against Spain because against Belgium and against Austria, he was, I want to say, below average. Uh, yeah, he did have that nice shot that didn't go in. Uh, he got unlucky, hit the post or crossbar. I think it was the crossbar in that play. Uh, but for me, he needs to be better. Uh, Italy, the concern coming into the tournament was the striker play. Uh, Immobile proved that he was wrong early on in the tournament. He had two goals early on. Uh, but since then, he's been very poor. Uh, and it's not like he's not getting chances. It's He's getting the ball. He's getting chances to create. And he ends up losing it. There's been there was a few times in the last few games where the attack looked good. And then all of a sudden, uh, we gave the ball to Immobile and he, he ruined the attack. Uh, so for me, I would like to see Belotti, uh, especially in the second half, if Immobile isn't playing up to his standards. Uh, so for me, I would start Immobile against Spain, and if you see the attack, the attacks not doing too well, or if uh, we need kind of like a shake up in the the team, I would take out Immobile and putting in Belotti because Belotti 
He, uh, I think, in my opinion, he offers more than Immobile. Immobile is your typical number nine, your box striker, where uh, everything he does is in the box. He doesn't really do much elsewhere. While Bolotti comes back, collects the ball, shields it nicely, links up uh, good with the wingers, and uh, causes a lot of fouls uh, by winning. Uh, not causing a lot of fouls, but winning a lot of free kicks, I should say. Then uh, that's how Italy scored their second goal, where uh, Bolotti won the free kick that set up the corner kick where uh, Piscina put it in nicely after. Uh, so for me, I think Bolotti is the type of guy, if uh, you start Immobile, say, against Spain, uh, Bolotti should be one of the first ones coming in the second half if the attack's not doing too well uh, because he provides more, and I feel like he can provide a bigger spark than, say, if Bolotti were to start and then Immobile would come in. So Mancini knows what he's doing. Mancini knows these guys better than we do. Uh, he sees them every day in training. So we'll see what he decides when it uh, comes to the lineup on Tuesday. Um, for me, we just need Immobile to step up. Uh, and I feel like if Immobile can step up against Spain, then uh, it's a good sign for the Azuri. Uh, and it's a good uh, wave to just say, uh, hey, sorry for these last two games. I'll make it up to you now. Uh, but for me, uh, besides Immobile, uh, this will be a dis- uh, different debate. Besides Immobile being the main point, we need all 11 guys to step up again, like uh, we did uh, against Belgium, where Immobile wasn't the best player, but we had the likes of Mancini stepping up with a goal, Barella scoring a world-class goal as well, and just everyone playing their part. So Immobile needs to do his part now, uh, because like, last game, all 10 guys did their part except for him. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Mancini decides uh, for Tuesday, if they're going to go with Bolotti or if Mobley's going to start, and then maybe we see Bolotti in the second half. Yeah, I think Mancini knows what he's doing. I think uh, nothing's going to change uh, unless someone gets injured or uh, that kind of case happens. But Mobley's been uh, unreliable this entire tournament. I think the fans that watch Serie A were expecting this from Mobley. Because he's been so shit. For Lazio, he's shit. For Italy, he's shit. He's not, he's a very systematic player. He kind of just gets in the box. And like Enzo said, needs 10 or 12 chances just to convert one. And in the Euros and in international football, he's not going to get five, six open, wide open chances. And you know, in Belgium, for the chances that he did get, I, I was shocked for the amount of open space the Belgium defense gave him. And he messed up every single time. Um, I think the entire attack, like we said, we said we needed Insigne and Immobile to uh, wake up. And Insigne definitely woke up. He definitely uh, put in a great performance. And Immobile kind of was just there. It was like us playing with 10 men. Um, the only good thing uh, I like about Immobile is teams think that he's good. Teams will defend him like he's some superstar, like he's a clinical finisher. So it kind of drags the op- opposition out. And then Kiez and Insigne, when they dribble inside the box uh, and they pass to each other, or they take a nice shot like Insigne did against Belgium outside the box and curl it. We have wingers who can score, which is a great thing for us because our striker can't do anything. He's useless. And I think it's the best possibility for him to play one half and that's it. I think um, after the second half, Bolotti needs to come on unless we're winning. In that case, just wait a little longer. But if we're tied or... Um, losing, I think Belotti needs to come on right at, right at the second half 
just fresh legs, someone who actually knows what he's doing, someone who could control the tempo, um, fight, give his all, and um, just show what a real number nine should be doing instead of Immobile, who fixes his hair more times than he's touched the ball. Um, but other than that, I think Immobile, you know, he, I think he's going to give us the Giroud effect of the World Cup. Giroud didn't get one goal in the World Cup, but, you know, uh, France still won. I think hopefully he could give us the Giroud treatment. Uh, he He's shit, but, you know, hopefully he could um, still win. Yeah, I think we all have the same sentiment when it comes to Immobile. We're hoping he improves, but uh, it's not looking like it. And I don't know, what can you do? Hopefully uh, the other guys can keep playing well and uh, get us through a tournament. But speaking about uh, guys playing well, Spinazzola, uh, so unfortunate to see him go down. Just then, uh, what's your initial thoughts when you saw him go down and how are you feeling? Yeah, no, when um, I saw Spinazzola uh, pull up, uh, I knew it wasn't a good sign, especially uh, with his injury history as well. Uh, so just quick um, wishing him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he recovers well. Uh, it's always sad when you see players go down with injury, especially guys who you fall in love with uh, throughout the tournament. Uh, Spinozola, I've always liked Spinozola, but this tournament made me realize like how much of a good player he is. I always thought he was a good player. Uh, but this tournament, it, it made me fall in love with him. Like he's one of my favorite players now uh, in the Serie. A. And just seeing him uh, go down with that injury, it's sad uh, because he's again he had a history injury concerned uh, history. Say uh, he's been playing lights out for the Azuri, maybe our player of the tournament. You can argue uh, probably the one of the best left backs. He's proving to be one of the best left backs in world football. Uh, probably the best left back in this tournament. Uh, so. Hopefully Emerson uh, can do the job. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, he just hasn't played a lot this um this season with uh, because of the acquisition of Chilwell. Uh, but Emerson has been he's played well for the Azuri in the past, and he proved that he could be a good fullback as well. So I got a low faith in him. Uh, he won't be no Spinozola, but I think Emerson defensively could be a little bit better. Uh, but attackingly, we'll definitely lose that. Uh, burst of acceleration and the pace that Spina and the um, IQ that Spinozola has uh, on offense. But defensively, uh, Emerson's a pretty solid fullback uh, defensively. Uh, at least him and Insigne they do have good chemistry. Uh, the few times Emerson has played in the past for the Azuri uh, alongside Insigne, uh, they've been playing well together. So hopefully that can continue, especially against Spain, because we need all these guys to step up. Um, but it's sad to see Spinozola not finishing the tournament the way uh, we all expected Izuri to maybe holding the trophy or uh, holding the trophy. That's what I expect Izuri to do. Uh, so hopefully they can go out now, play for Spinozola, uh, and then bring home the uh, Euros uh, for him. Yeah, I hope uh, Spinozola is okay. Um, there's some reports saying he's out for five to six months. At this point, I'm just uh, focused on the future. Um, I think the team right now needs to focus on the Euros and Spinazzola needs to focus on getting 100% recovered for not only Roma but the World Cup team. Because that's literally, um, he might miss the World Cup team just because of this injury for how close the World Cup is now. Um, but it just, it's just sad to see when Spinazzola went down. Uh, obviously when he went down, it didn't look that bad. And then when I saw the stretcher come onto the pitch, that's when I got nervous and scared. Um, for the people who don't watch Serie A or don't, uh, didn't watch 
him at Juve or don't watch him at Roma. Spinazzola, this isn't anything different from Spinazzola. This is the Spinazzola that's always been playing. Um, he's always this exuberant, this fast, this skillful. Um, the only worry I have right now with Emerson is he is a great player. He just hasn't played well. Um, he, uh, well, he hasn't played at all for Chelsea. He's, um, he's not on hot form like Spinazzola was. And the, uh, differences with Spinazzola is when Insigne would have a quiet game, Spinazzola would make up for it on that left flank. I don't think Emerson has the same, um, ability that Spina does in that aspect. So Insigne is really going to need to wake up now and, um, well, Emerson's going to be a great fullback defensively, but not not too confident in him going going forward with Insigne playing playing a one-two with him. But uh, hopefully, he proves me wrong. I just uh, hope that the team kind of takes a Denmark approach. We've seen Denmark; they've been phenomenal ever since losing Eriksson. They've played just for Eriksson, and it's a great it's great to see. That's the, what football's all about. So I hope uh, Italy losing Spina motivate them even harder to win the trophy for Spina. Um, you know, bring the trophy to Finland where he uh, is currently. Yeah, so his timetable, uh, depending on how his rehab goes, is December. He's always probably most likely to come back. Uh, latest, early January. But, uh, yeah, for the World Cup, I'm not worried. He'll be back. He has over a year, year and a half about to come back with that. He'll be good. And the World Cup's in November. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, December 2022, I think. Yeah. Is it November or December? Did you think it was this this November? I I honestly I, I believe it was this November. All right, guys, oh someone clip this. This is the <laughs> best thing I've ever heard in my life. For for chat thought that the World Cup was okay. Never mind. The 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 time the, the, the dates throw me off. You, you know it's in twenty twenty two, right? No, we're still in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Euros twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. The World Cup's a year and a half away, uh, so I'm, hey, not, listen, I'm not worried about our, that. Our clips channel. Our, our clips channel. is gonna make a strong first video with this. Yeah, there's a passage <laughs> on there. So, yeah, um, that that's an interesting one there for Chad. <laughs> the date just messed me up. Euro 2020. We're in 2021, and just you know. Yeah, well, yeah, for uh, anyone that, I don't want to make anyone confused yet, yeah, it's in 2022, November, not in a couple months, like Richard thinks. <laughs> but yeah, Spinazzola will be back for the World Cup, so I'm not too worried about that, but uh, when it comes to Roma, uh, hopefully mid-season we'll have him back. Until then, it seems like we're going for DiMarco. Uh Emerson and Marcos Alonso have been offered to us, so we'll see what happens with those, but um, yeah, just going forward with Spinazzola, I hope he rehabs as quickly and as healthy as possible and comes back better than he was. I know he will. He works hard. He's fixed his diet and he's come a long way in his career. And in my opinion, up to this point, he has been the player of the tournament. He has two men in the match awards. He ran up and down the left flank like a train every game. He got assists. He got key passes. Uh, a crucial interception, extra time against Austria, and obviously that game-saving block against Belgium on Lukaku. So he's really been a big piece for us and for someone at the left back position that helped the team so much is very impressive and uh all we can just really thank him and wish him the best and let's win it for him, uh Porta Spina and hopefully come back uh, better than ever and the World Cup hopefully part of the team that uh will hopefully bring home the World Cup as well and the Euros it's not over yet, but it's looking good so far and hopefully Mobile can step up. But now obviously we got Spain. We really gotta talk about this one here. Uh Spain is a team that's been underperforming, I think it's fair to say. They've been getting results, but not too pretty. And um, the competition they've gone up against hasn't been the greatest, you can say. 
I'm pretty confident against Spain. You know, if we can handle Lukaku, I think we can handle Morata. Uh, Sarabia, I think, might be out for the match. Yeah, Spain. I think they confirmed uh, he, might not, he might not play against uh, yeah. Italy. As well, as well as uh, Laporte might not be able to make it in time for the match. So those are two players there that could be out. And I think Italy on paper, even with like full strength, both teams, Italy is still the better team in my opinion. And form-wise, I think Italy is the better team. But leaving all that out the door, we can't underestimate Spain. You know, they have a, a rich history of winning, and uh, we saw what happened in 2012, and, you know, anything could happen. You know, we've seen a lot of upsets this tournament. We need to treat Spain like it's a final. And you know what? I don't see Italy overlooking them. Um, the fans, sure, they're going to overlook them. The fans are confident they're coming off a big high after being the number one ranked team. But the team, I think Mancini has done a really good job of really making them focus on one game at a time. You saw him. I think in a game, instead of celebrating right away, he got them in a big group circle and he's saying, one more win, one more win till the final. He's telling the team. And um, I think he's got the players in the right mindset. And no players overlooking anyone. If we do lose to Spain, it's not because we overlooked them. It's because they were a better team that night. But, you know what, we have all the tools to beat them. Uh, they do have some players that can hurt us. Like, Olmo seems to be a guy that's uh, taking a lot of shots, I think it's fair to say. And I feel like whenever I watch him, he takes 400 shots a game. But, you know, one of those 400 shots might go in. So we got to be careful. We can't overlook anyone, like I've been saying. But, yeah, I'm confident for Spain. I think we'll get the win. And I think we'll be on this podcast later this week, hopefully, talking about the finals and how we're going to be playing either England or Denmark. So, uh, Dan, how are you feeling about the Spain match? Yeah, uh, for me, I'm not going to go into this saying, oh, I'm confident we could get because it's always Spain. Uh, they got a good side. They got some good players that can hurt us. Uh, but um, and it's also like because I don't. Want, I every time I feel confident, I feel like I just get let down. So I'm just going to go into the match, worry about the day, uh, the day it comes on Tuesday. I'll be nervous as hell. But for me, I, I expect Italy to um, to perform maybe the way they did against Belgium, uh, coming off a getting huge win against Belgium, uh, being ranked number one. Uh, of hearing people say, "Oh, Italy doesn't beat the big teams." Uh, well, we just got a big team, so hopefully that momentum, that confidence, uh, can head in, uh, heads into Tuesday, um, and we can get the job done and move to the finals. Mancini, for me, he's done a phenomenal job, uh, just even getting these guys together as a group. Uh, we have a few guys that play for, say, the likes of Napoli, Roma, and Juve, say, uh, and Inter, like, and just mix of teams, uh, that may have a rivalry, rivalry, say, in the league. But now they're with the Azuri and they're all coming together as one. It was also a nice moment, too, at the end of the uh, game when the team was leaving from the bus and the players were chanting, Spina, Spina. So you could tell these guys are together as one. And uh, hopefully we can continue to be one uh, against Spain. It's going to be a very tough match. Uh, Spain's got some good players, uh, like the likes of, say, Moreno can hurt you, uh, Marata can hurt you. Pedri, who's been playing very, very well for Spain, so he's going to be someone we have to look out for. Uh, they got guys like Marcus Alente, who is a very good fullback or midfielder. like He plays everywhere. Uh, so hopefully, uh, it, the Azuri step up. They focus on the task ahead. Uh, we can't take, again, we can't overlook Spain because they do got some good players, uh, and especially players that can hurt you both uh, defensively and offensively. So we have to look out for that. It's going to be a tough match. But I expect the Azuri to be up for up for it, 
and uh, hopefully the Azuri can get the result. And we just need all 11 guys again, once again, to step up and uh, play the way they can. Yeah, no, for sure. We got Spain ahead of our World Cup in a couple months. So what do you think about uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Spain? I can't get over that, man. You know, at Spain, Spain's going to be difficult. Um, obviously, if we faced them in the quarters or the round of 16, it would have been a much easier game. But now we're in the semis. I think each player, each manager is going to have that mindset of the semifinals you when you're going to the final. Um, Luis Enrique is a Barcelona coach, you know, the Barca way. Um, I think the only thing he cares about is that silver medal around his neck, so that's what he's going to be playing for. Um, it's going to be tough to uh, face, especially without Spina. Hopefully the players, you know, don't have that on their mind of, oh, I hope Spina's okay, oh, I wish Spina was here, and kind of just lose themselves in that. I hope they're focused and ready. Um, like Enzo said, we have a better team than Spain. We have better momentum than Spain. We're in the better form than Spain. Uh, with Spain, it's really tricky, though, because they do have a good team. It's just half of it's on the bench for some reason. Enrique is very biased. Um, pl- players like Thiago should be starting, then he's not. I don't know why. He's playing a little boy known as Pedri, who's been great, but he's also been very nervous on the ball. Uh, we saw against Croatia, he passed it back to Unai Simon, and uh, it was bad communication between Pedri and the goalie. So he is very nervous. Um, on the ball, we have to press that, which the Italians do press. And uh, I think we're going to get the little boy scared, uh, which hopefully we do. And in terms of everyone else, you know, Laporte, the guy's playing with 10 men. He's the guy can't defend. And there's a reason why Pep Guardiola dropped him from Manchester City. There's a reason why uh, Didier Deschamps didn't call him up for France. So we've got to exploit Laporte in defense. And um, Morata, please, the guy's offside, half of his chances. You know, the people are underestimating Italy. This isn't... Switzerland. This isn't uh, Croatia. We're not. Spain's not going to get a hundred chances. They're going to get maybe like three or four chances, and they're not going to score because Morata's going to be offside for those chances. Yeah. Well, uh, Richard took a shot at his fellow Juventino, uh, but it's one more chat that I love. Yeah. I ref- I refuse. I refuse to lose to a team where their manager, the man representing them, is wearing a T-shirt. I, that 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 I will not let that happen, Mancini. He's oh, okay. like, got a good lineup in with that nice suit. You know, he, he has the suit on, the nice tie, shirt and tie. I'm not losing to Enrique. You know, with with a, a white T-shirt on. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Richard's obsessed with uh, his manager wearing this suit. He thinks it's more professional, and he get wins like that. Um, you can only imagine his reaction when Juve brought in Sadi. It was the worst nightmare seeing uh, that tracksuit. Tracksuits, yeah. <laughs> and t-shirt, but yeah. Oh, uh, Spain's going to be, you know what? With the Belgium one, I wasn't enjoying the lead up to it as much. I was very nervous against Belgium going into the match all week. With the Spain one, obviously I'm not too confident because you never know what can happen, but at the same time, I'm more relaxed. I'm kind of looking forward to it. And I feel like it's going to be more of a fun match than yeah. uh, the Belgium one where I was just shaking because I was scared, you know, Lukaku or De Bruyne would pull something as their, you know what, and... Uh, you know, you get a win, so I'm more calm. Hopefully, right. we can pull a. Uh, hopefully, we can pull a 2016 uh, Chiellini goal earlier on, and then uh, Pele seals it. But this time, instead of Pele, we're gonna have hopefully a Mobile uh, scoring the second goal. Hopefully, we can pull a 2016 again. Yeah, hopefully we can put them away. And uh, you know, a, a goal early is always the best feeling because yeah. you know you don't have to worry about uh, you know them scoring one goal and then the game's done. At least you're still tied. So you can kind of like sit back a bit. Two nothing leads the best, in my opinion. I just love being nothing up, especially in these tournaments. 
So hopefully we don't leave it till the end to get the work done. Hopefully there's no penalties or extra time, get it done, uh, regulation. And please, I want to be on this podcast midweek talking about the final on Sunday. I just really want to be there yep. talking about the final. I want to so. be there talking about how we're facing the Skelsers. Yeah, and he's referring to uh, England, and uh, for some reason he calls all English people Scousers. Even though, even though it's just for, Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, if you're from Liverpool, so yeah. For Chaz, it's weird ways. Thinks World Cup's in a couple months. His brain's a little all over the place. <laughs> the podcast. It's okay. it's okay, he's been stressing out for uh, from the Belgium game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he still hasn't fully recovered yet. Yeah, he's still uh, he's still partying at Down in Marco and would be too, so. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're going to end it off here. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the pod. We had Adriano on, like uh, you guys heard already, and uh, it was great to have him on, you know. Really enjoyed having him on, and hopefully we'll talk to the rest of the guys in the culture, guys, and have more guests on in the future and continue to grow this uh, English-speaking uh, cultural community. If you want to check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, at Six Side Cultural, and we're also starting clips now. So for our YouTube channel, there will be no more podcasts on there at the full length. There will only be clips from the pod, so... Uh, hope you guys enjoy those. You know, some of you don't want to be here for the whole hour. Sometimes you're busy, you don't have time for it. So those little clips would be some fun moments from the pod. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy that. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Ciao.